What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Fitness Realty Channel. My name is TJ McClelland, and I'm the broker. I'm super excited to share all the things we have planned with you. So sit back, strap in, and let's have some fun. What's up, all you good-looking people? Woo! I'm just fired up. Have Michelle Reed with us from Network Funding. Always my favorite. One quick plug. Her cell phone number is 801-550-5069. One of the only five people that I have their number memorized because I give it out all the time. Love you, Michelle. <laughs> I love you. I love that you have it memorized. Thank you. Super powerful. Anyway, she's back to give us some more education. This is going to be all about pre-approval processes, letters, some weird shenanigans about letters. She's going to hopefully give us some knowledge about that. I'm super excited about that. And hopefully it will be educational and very informational for you and every buyer in the future. So take it away. Awesome. So let's start with the basics, a pre-approval versus a pre-qualification. A lot of people say, what's the difference? There is no difference. There is a difference, especially in today's market. You want to know what the difference is. And this is the reason why there's so much competition when you submit an offer on a home, right? A lot of people look to see if you're pre-qualified or if you are pre-approved. And the difference between those two is a pre-qualification is when a lender does a quick review, income, credit, you know, factors in some numbers, yes, you can qualify for this. Essentially, a lender can give a pre-qualification letter to the realtor and say, you can go shop for homes. Mm-hmm. What I am finding is a lot of sellers want to know that the buyer is actually pre-approved, meaning we have reviewed income, we have reviewed assets, we have reviewed credit, and not only have we reviewed it, but an underwriter has reviewed it mm-hmm. and basically given their stamp of approval. Yes, this borrower, this buyer is ready to go. I've looked at all of these things. They're strong. They're ready to go. A lot of people, some people don't care if they've been pre-approved or pre-qualified, but what I like to tell people is I know it's so exciting to go look at homes. You want to get out there. You see a home on the market and you're like, TJ, take me there today. I want to see this. Great. It's so exciting. I know, but I try to tell people, let's not put the cart before the horse. Let's get you pre-qualified first. Let's just look at some numbers. Let's see what we can get you qualified for. Um, Pre-qualification, we do look at credit. So we will pull a credit report. We want to make sure that your credit fits within the guidelines of qualifying for whatever loan program you're looking to do. Mm -hmm. Um, We want to look at some pay stubs um, and some W-2s, potentially tax returns, depending on how you're paid to make sure that you have the income, you know, that you have the the income in order to to pay this loan back. We also want to make sure that you're comfortable with the payment. A lot of people don't understand what a payment is on a $200,000, dollars $600,000 home. Mm-hmm. They think, well, I want to buy a home and I want my payment to be $1,200 a month, $1,300 a month. And, you know, that's just not realistic these days. A lot of people don't, you know, their rent payments aren't even that low anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's good to get with a lender, me, let's game plan. Let's figure out where you are, what you're comfortable with. So there's no surprises down the road. It's also really great for me when I've had a chance to review credit and income in your assets. And I can actually call the listing agent and say, Hey, this person is fully vetted. They are ready to go. I have seen their credit. I have seen their income. I know that they've got this much to put down. An underwriter has even reviewed it. And essentially, if you were to accept our client's offer, we could get this done in 10 days to, you know, two weeks to three weeks. We could get it done really quickly. So I cannot stress it enough how important it is to get pre-qualified. You know, I have had people in the past who have gone out looking for homes and they submit an offer 
and the offer gets accepted without a pre-approval or a pre-qualification. And then they send me the offer and they say, okay, make this work. And it's like, oh, but we've got judgments. We've got bankruptcy. <laughs> you said you make five grand a month, but you really make 500 a month, you know? And so I've had it come back and, you know, bite people in the booty. And we want to avoid that. We want to set you up for success. We want to make sure that we're staying in your price range, staying in your budget, that this is going to be comfortable for you. So please get pre-approved before you start shopping. And TJ, I mean, I don't know. Are you seeing people accept offers? these days without a pre-approval or a pre-qualification letter? Very good question. It really depends. So on that kind of note, uh, some interesting things that Michelle talked about, and I want to kind of reiterate was the power to get pre-approved first. And really quick, is pre-qual or pre-approved better? Which one of those is better or stronger in your opinion? A pre-approval. It's always okay, pre really beneficial when the underwriter <laughs> has reviewed everything in the file. Sweet. So on that note, really on the basic side, not pre-approved down here or not pre-qualed or anything, right? So that's the base, like, okay, we got to get over that hurdle. Pre-qual somewhere in the middle, pre-approval, much, much better. So to answer your question about people accepting offers without a pre-approval letter, it really depends on a few factors. One is the agent that's bringing the client. So in my opinion, if it's one of my clients that I'm bringing, typically I can already tell a little bit about them to see. It's not some like outward appearance. I just ask very probing questions about where they're at in finances and things like that sometimes. And so I'll already kind of know, okay, we can probably make this work and we'll kind of go show homes. But I'm I'm always like just chat with Michelle before we kind of get too far down the road. Um, but I kind of teach it in two realms. One, there are a ton of agents that will not take clients out to show homes until they have a pre-approval letter in hand. I'm more of an agent that is open to uh, both sides of that, where I like to try to get my clients excited about something because we do have people that are very timid about unleashing all of their finances to somebody. And they're, they're scared about being vulnerable with that. And so sometimes I'm like, okay, well, let's let's go see a house. And then they get excited. And then I'm like, okay, to be competitive, we'll need this pre approval letter. And so on that note, it does make people more competitive to have that pre approval letter when we are making offers. So in my line of work, exactly what you've said, it is a factor to bring people to be more competitive. And so to make my buyers look better, I always try to get a pre approval letter from you. And then one thing, one key thing that really makes you stand out from other uh, lenders, and this is what I love about you as well is after you've done all that looking at their credit, get the pre-approval letter as well. The phone call to the other side is another resounding voice that says this person can purchase this home and make us that much more competitive, which is why a lot of our offers or the lot of, lot of offers that me or my staff write, they get accepted and we win and we win more frequently than we lose on offers just because we have all those key pieces in in place pre-approval letter a phone call from a sweet lender aka michelle <laughs> and so we always look way better so to answer your question i always try to look more competitive with that pre-approval letter there are agents out there that will accept offers without it and it's not a bad thing it just is a key piece that can make us look stronger and it is a key piece that in my opinion as a buyer's agent i've done my due diligence to this buyer and I've done the due diligence to the other side to say I have vetted them they are qualified we can get this deal accomplished absolutely and a lot of people are not aware 
of this, but you and I work as a team, right? So I will give you the numbers. I will give you the pre-approval. You get the offer submitted. And then I love to follow up with a phone call and say, Hey, I'm working with TJ. He's an amazing agent, our mutual client. They're strong. They're excited. They love the home. You know, we, I don't discuss details as far as like credit or anything like that, but I let them know this, how strong they are as a buyer and agents love that. They love hearing it from the lender. You know, so another reason why you want to get pre-qualified, anything you can do in this market to help yourself stand out, mm-hmm. help your clients stand out, you got to do it. You got to go above and beyond. That's the way that your right. team is getting the, all of these offers accepted. Right. I totally agree. And I really feel like that is a key piece to how we get offers accepted because sometimes we're not the strongest offer in price mm-hmm. or we might not have the strongest deadlines because of other factors. You always close like crazy fast. So that's besides the point. But sometimes <laughs> I have buyers that may be moving from out of state or whatever. And so sometimes the deadlines just aren't the prettiest mm-hmm. to the seller's agent. And we still get stuff in and we actually get those deals locked up and we actually get the uh, the clients to the closing table. And what I like to kind of promote here is that sometimes we can help our buyer get a better deal because our professionalism is way, way higher than a lot of other agents out there or a lot of other teams. And lender-realtor combos, when it's a dynamic combo, it's just so powerful. And so, and literally for all of our listeners, that is what we bring to the table. We can be more competitive and sometimes get you a better deal just because we go above and beyond. We talk faster to the other side. And by that, I mean, we text to them or we call them. We're very communicative. And so that's a huge factor there. One thing I love about TJ and one, I guess one of the reasons what there's a lot of reasons why we work so well together, but we're both very aggressive. He's very aggressive with getting an offer submitted, getting in touch with the agent, letting them know it's coming over. He stays in front of them. You know, he follows up all the time. And then I do the same thing. I will call that agent and text that agent until I hear from them. Even if I text them and I get a response, with a thumbs up, great. Your client's great. I will call them and I'll say, you don't understand. I have reviewed everything. This is an easy deal. Not a deal, but this is going to be a very easy transaction. We're going to get it done. We're going to get it done on time. And people love that. You've got to work. You know, you've got to get a team where the lender and the agent are on the same page and they work really well together because this is a team effort and getting an offer accepted in in the market that we're in right now. Right. No, that's so cool. And especially where it's super competitive, exactly what you said, like bringing something, an edge to the table is so big. Well, and one thing I also want to touch on is I'll have a lot of, like a lot of times I'll call, I'll call the agent, the listing agent, and I'll introduce myself and say who I am. And they're like, you're calling me on a Saturday. <laughs> a lot of people look at homes on Saturdays, even Sundays and late at night. Yep. You need to have a lender and a realtor. Perfect example. I called somebody not long ago and their voicemail said, I'm a realtor. And if you're calling me after the, before nine in the morning or five o'clock at night, yep. I'll return your call the next business day. Great. Yeah. That's how some people want to operate their business, but that is not how TJ, TJ and I work. We understand that this is a 24, I want to say 24 seven business. Yes. Which we do sleep, but we understand that when you find a home and you're excited about a home, there is nothing more important to us than us helping you get into this home. So we are going to do everything we can in our power to make that happen. Call, text, show up, whatever we have to do. I'll go deliver a gift to the listing agent's office and say, hey, get the, you know, have your clients accept this offer, whatever we need to do. 
Yep. That is so cool. We definitely just work so well together. And that's so powerful. And like I said, we do win over a lot of other agents and uh, lenders just because we are better. We're faster. I won't like toot our own horn a lot more, but (laughs) we are pretty dang good. (laughs) Yeah, we are. We're a great team. Um, It kind of brought up a question really fast that I kind of want to touch on about the pre-approval process and the pre-qual process and stuff like that. Can you kind of uh, just walk us through what the beginning stages of that look like so that any first time home buyer or anybody that's already bought a home, if you're scared to try to run your credit or you're scared to even like tell somebody that you had a bankruptcy or something like what does it look like to be vulnerable and open with you to get that process done? So usually what I like to do and a lot of people don't like to come in and meet with me face to face, which is okay. We can always have a conversation over the phone. We can do a Zoom chat. A lot of people like to text. I don't have them text me their personal information, but sometimes they can just give me kind of a background of you know their financial history and their credit history over text, and then we'll schedule a call. Um, but what happens is basically to get pre-approved, to get pre-qualified, there's just a little bit of information we need. We want to know where you've live for the last two years and what you've done for work for the last two years. We don't really care if you've had five jobs or 10 jobs. We just want to know what you've been doing. It doesn't even matter if you haven't been on your job for two years. Let's say you were in high school and you got out of high school and you're just starting a new job. Great. You can buy a home. You don't have to have been there for two years. Let's say you've been in college and you got a job offer and you've got an awards letter and you want to buy a home. Great. We can use that to qualify you. Like it's very easy. One of the biggest misconceptions is I don't want you to pull my credit because it's going to ding me. And this is what I will tell you. As a lender, we cannot give you an accurate kind of estimate on what you can afford based on what you've seen on Credit Karma or what your mom told you your credit score was. (laughs) We really need to pull a credit report. And I have heard different things, but what I have heard is that, that it can ding your credit score from anywhere from two to three points. So having a lender check your credit is not going to hurt you the way that you think it will. But it really is the only way for us to game plan, see what we're dealing with on credit, if we need to do credit repair, if I need to have you pay off some debts, even if I need you to go open up a new credit card, which that happens quite often. Funny enough, credit repair can be just lack of credit. Not that you don't know how to manage credit, but that you just don't have a lot of credit. So Mm -hmm. it's very simple. It's very easy. It's more of a conversation rather than a, let's sit down and fill out this loan application. Let's just have a conversation. You know, let me know where you're at. Let's talk about your job. Let's talk about how you get paid, what you get paid, what your expectations are in terms of a mortgage payment. So those are all things that I like to go over when we're just kind of running some initial numbers. And, you know, even if you don't think you're going to be buying a home in the next three months, if you think it's going to be, if you're a year out, I suggest talk to a lender. You may have something on your credit or, you know, something with your job or something with your income. If you're switching to a different line of work, or if you're going from W2 to self-employed or self-employed to W2, when you want to buy a home, it's always great to just reach out to a lender and game plan and they can help you figure out what's going to be the best, the best route for you. Oh, that is so cool. We don't know, right? Oh, yeah, exactly. I feel like the cool part of here is just having a conversation and chit chatting with you It is more powerful than the little ding of credit that people have this idea that it's like going to crush their credit score. And it's like, it's like, well, if you're like 800, and you go to 799. Okay, cool. No problem. It's not like going from 800 to 600 or something for this look into the credit. Yeah, so many people think that they think, Oh, my gosh, you're gonna pull my credit. And then what happens if I don't find a home right now? And it's like, it's okay. It's okay. Like you're and 
the way with how quickly credit moves, unfortunately, it's credit is one of those things where it can be ruined overnight if you've got, you know, late payments, stuff like that, filing bankruptcy. But credit is actually pretty easy to rebuild. And if you if it dings you two to three points, it's not gonna it's not gonna make a huge difference. And you can earn those two to three points back in the next 30 days very easily. So, you know, don't let don't let that scare you because it's it's not going to hurt your credit the way you think it's going to. Right. Let's uh I'm gonna be a little vulnerable here and tell a little story about my personal credit just for fun. While I think it was when we were first getting the loan on this house, I can't remember which house. Anyway, we were running my personal credit and I didn't realize that a while back my wife had sprained her ankle or something like that. It, it just wasn't it wasn't a bad enough break to need a cast, but she had to get one of those uh, medical boots and the medical boot. I didn't realize they had been sending a payment request to me because it never showed up. And then lo and behold, this medical boot goes to collections and it was like a $90 boot. My credit like tanked. <laughs> I had no idea about it. And I can't remember if it was something that you said and showed us or where it where it all came out. But anyway, we found out about it, fixed it, and then uh, got requalified, which was awesome. And so things like that, you just don't know that they're happening. And without the knowledge of somebody that is looking at your credit that knows what they're looking for, and that can help you, you just don't know what you don't know, which is a crazy instance to be in when you have somebody at your fingertips like Michelle that can help you. Exactly. And I will tell you that probably nine times out of 10, when I pull somebody's credit, I do like to go over a lot of people have no idea what's on their credit report, right? Mm -hmm. And I will go by line by line, this account belongs to? Does this account belong to you? And sometimes they'll be like, no. And I'm like, well, it's a good thing we're going over this because if right. there's an account in your name, we want to get that figured out. But a lot of times there are medical debts that they're like, that doesn't belong to me. And I'm like, it's this amount. It was this date. And they're like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I had a prescription or I went to the doctor or, you know, I didn't pay mm -hmm. that bill and I completely forgot. And they want to get it taken care of. They have the money to get it taken care of, but they're just not aware. I mean, let's be honest, right? Like how often do you check your snail mail? A lot of people don't check it. Right. And they yep. half of what they send is like coupons and junk mail anyway. So they throw it in the trash the second they get it. But yep. you know, when doctor's offices are sending out notifications that you owe a bill, a lot of the times it gets in the garbage. And then once it doesn't get paid, it goes to collections and that gets hit on your credit report. So right. let's just look at it and see, it's not going to hurt you. We're not going to know until we know. So let's take a look. Could be a $5 collection that you need to pay. Could be my something so tiny. Right, exactly. In my case, 90 bucks. I'm like, <laughs> well, I, I throw that away like on Top Golf. <laughs> you know, like, it was right. it was ridiculous. And I'm sure my credit was just abysmal because of it. Yeah. So what's one last thing you want to kind of just dive into or maybe not dive into, but just one last reattack on anything that we've covered or one last piece for our listeners. If you wanted to just uh, lay that on us about pre-approvals. Yeah. If you are thinking of buying a home, talk to a lender. I just, I cannot stress that enough. Looking at numbers online, talking to your dad who did mortgages 30 years ago, talking with your grandma, no offense, but even talking to a real estate agent, because a lot of times agents don't know. It's like when people come to me and they're like, I'm looking for a two bedroom, three, three bedroom, two bed, two bathroom house. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll pass that along to the realtor. Like that is not my area of expertise. And mm -hmm. TJ is very knowledgeable in lending and in um, real estate. 
but let me help you with that. And TJ's great about directing clients back to me and saying, let's talk to Michelle. Let's get this figured out. Let's run some payments. Let's see what we can get you qualified for. But if you want to buy a home, talk to a lender, give me a call. Let's see what we can get you qualified for. And yep. yes, I know it's exciting. And I think it's a great idea that you take people out to look at homes because it, it sparks excitement. And, you know, it kind of gives you a goal like, okay, I want this home. I dream of having my family in this home. And if I work hard, if I you know, work on my credit. If I can save a little bit of money, I can get this home for my family. And mm -hmm. ultimately that's what we're here to do. So let us, let us help you. We're, we're both very resourceful when it comes to that. Oh, that's so awesome. And thank you so much. One thing that I always say of while I'm out showing homes, the second that somebody starts like, well, what is, uh, what is the credit score to qualify for this? I'm like, pump your brakes. I don't do any of that. <laughs> Yeah. Or they're like, what would the payment look like on this? And I'm like, well, there's about 85 variables that you're not accounting for. Uh, but Michelle knows all about that. Exactly. <laughs> like if you want to know how to keep your earnest money safe, that's what I do. If you yes. want to know what your payment's going to look like, that's what Michelle does. Exactly. And so it makes us a really powerful team because somebody's taking care of payments and numbers and credit and uh, deadlines for getting it closed and everything about the bank stuff. And then somebody's protecting your earnest money, your uh, legal op obligations with the contract, they're negotiating on your behalf. And that's what I do. And really, that's how we work together as a team. And that's how we crush it. <laughs> I love that. That's ah, so good. I always love hanging out with you. We always have great discussions. And then honestly, we just bring so much education to the table. It is awesome uh, that we just get to hang out together. So thank you so much. Thank you, TJ. This has been another fun episode. I love you guys. And we'll see you next time. Later. Bye. <laughs> and that's a wrap. Thank you so much for supporting us. We'll see you next time. And we love you. Later. <laughs>